Welcome to Let's Talk About Bliss, the perfect side dish to your already almost perfect Takus Day, where we talk bliss, life, learning, and fun. I'm Heather, CEO and founder of Connecting to Bliss Coaching and a Jay Shetty Certified Life and Success Coach, NLP practitioner, and lover of most all things. I am here to share all that I have learned about bliss in a real, vulnerable, and fun way. Together, we will journey through this awesome life, hopefully eating as many tacos as possible. So sit back, grab your salsa, cheese, and tacos, and let's connect to our bliss. Well, 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 thank you so much for joining me today. It's Heather here, and you are listening to Let's Taco About Bliss. I have been MIA for three weeks. Instantly, I want to say sorry to you all for that because that's just what my habit is. But then I really check myself and I know that in those three weeks, a lot of things have happened. Life was truly happening in my world. And I'm not sorry for that because some of it was out of my control. But I am sorry that I said I was going to be here every Tuesday and I was not. So I acknowledge that I did not follow through with my word, but I will strive to do that for you all moving forward. But thank you again so much for being here. And I also want to acknowledge that in my last episode, I did not do my fun portion at the end. So (laughs) I'm going to make sure to do two today. (laughs) So we have extra fun. And so today, well, let me start with this. Before I started this podcast, I created a whole list of topics that I wanted to talk about, mainly because based on some advice that I was given, people were telling me, if you want to create a podcast, make sure you come up with so many topics to talk about to ensure that you have enough content. So I did so, and I came up with a lot of topics that I wanted to talk about, and all of them were great, and and in some, yeah, I still have the list, and I still go back to it, but when I knew that I wanted to record the podcast today, I realized that I don't necessarily care about that list anymore. (laughs) I want to talk about what's on my heart at the time that I record these podcasts, And I feel like that's important because I want to bring you all along on my journey with me. And when I talked to you a few episodes ago about what bliss is, it really is a continuation journey. It's not an end result. It's not the destination that you arrive to one day and say, I'm in bliss. Bliss is really about working at it every single day in ways that you know how and it's continuing your education and your knowledge and your awareness and broadening your horizons and mindset into new and I feel it super exciting things and hopefully you do too. So today I wanted to talk about surrendering. Yeah, a woo-woo term for not getting your snot in a knot about things, as my parents would say. I'm finding that I'm doing that a lot. I'm talk- I'm saying a lot of sayings that my parents say, which I don't hate. <laughs> but I know for... Okay, so going back to surrendering, I used to hate this word. I used to really, really hate it. I used to just think of it as 
I had this vision of my head of like being baptized or like falling into a dangerous ocean of waters and not caring. That's what I thought surrendering was. It was like not, not caring and just giving up basically. And there is a misunderstanding of what surrendering is. A lot of people think that surrendering means that you have to be okay with whatever you're surrendering to. (laughs) And I am here to tell you and to gift you with the knowledge that it's not about being necessarily okay with or even liking what you're surrendering to, but it's a little bit more than that. So I really wanted to talk about surrendering today. And the reason I want to talk about it is because I've had to do a fair bit of work around surrendering in the last few weeks due to the life situations that I was referring to a few moments ago. But yeah, so let's talk about surrendering. So there's a part of our brain called the ego, and we've all heard about it, but I know for me, I didn't necessarily have a good understanding of what our ego is. So our ego is there to tell us that we deserve good things. It's kind of like that that little voice in our head that pumps us up and says, you deserve all the good things all the time. And that all the time is the key the key point here. And that our ego also is there to tell us that we can't possibly deserve bad things. It's there to tell us, like to pump us up all the time. And it tells us that we're a good person and therefore we should always get what we want. But our ego is also there and he tricks us, he or she tricks us sometimes into thinking that we shouldn't need to work for what we want. So that's the thing with the ego is it it likes to pump us up with these beliefs and ideas to help protect us from thinking that we're not that great, you know? And I'm not, I'm certainly not here telling you that you are not amazing because you absolutely are. But what I'm here to tell you is to give you some awareness of, of that ego part in our brain and why when it comes to surrendering, it can kind of be a bit tricky. So here's a bit of woo-woo coming. We signed up for this life, right? We signed, I believe, in on this spiritual contract. So we signed up to go through shit and we signed up to go through the hardships and the lows and the blows and those crappy things to help us learn and grow as people. The other reality is, is that we are not God or the higher power that can control everything around us. But somehow we have evolved into believing that we either can or should be able to control everything around us. So why? If you were like me, surrendering made me feel out of control. It made me feel weak and it made me feel powerless. But why did I feel like that? Why could potentially you feel like that? So going back to that ego part of our mind, it wants us to feel prepared and safe. It is there to keep us prepared and safe for everything that happens to us. Our ego is our belief in self. And without our safety, that ego cannot continue to exist. It's the self-preservation of the ego that's keeping us prepared and safe for everything that's happening around us. That part of our brain, the ego part, does not like unknowns and variables that it cannot predict. It's always trying to calculate the... potential outcomes of every situation ahead of time to ensure that we are protected from harm and hurt. That is what it's designed to do. So to be without an ego can kind of be dangerous. But what happens over our life is we start to mistake real threats with perceived threats. 
A real threat is something like being physically injured, unsafe, or uncared for, not having the life essentials like water, food, housing, clothing, things like that. Things that are actually going to hurt our physical body and our ability to continue to live. Over time and with society, because we are creatures of comfort, we start to perceive other threats as more powerful than they actually are. I'll use my example as um, hopefully uh, to showcase what I'm talking about. So I used to try and control every single piece of food that my daughter ate because at first my belief was that this is going to keep her safe, it's going to keep her healthy. But when I really started to unpack that belief, it had nothing to do with my daughter at all. In fact, what I was doing was I was protecting how other people perceived me. And if my daughter ate bad food, I would be seen as a bad mom. Mind blown. Honestly, I can tell you the day that I figured this out and I was a wreck. I was so upset with myself. I was super not in a judgeless discernment kind of state. But it was it was true. I was less concerned about my daughter's well-being than I was about someone perceiving me as a bad mother. That thing that I was trying to protect myself from was someone else's opinion of me and not really detrimental to me or my safety. But in my mind, I created the belief that if someone believes that I am a bad mother, it makes me unsafe. Therefore, I had to to do everything in my power to control other people's opinions of me and do absolutely everything to make sure that they thought I was a good mother, which meant control every single piece of food that my daughter ate. It's crazy, right? Again, I don't even remember when I had this realization. It was probably four or five years ago, but it truly blew me away. And it 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 it, it was one of those core changing realizations that I had. So going back to surrendering, surrendering is something that for me will always be a work in progress. It truly will be. And it's, I am generally a highly organized person that likes to to have everything just so, as my husband likes to say. So learning surrendering has been a journey for me. And it's why I wanted to talk about it because this journey for me truly started in 2020 when the pandemic started. Nothing like a global crisis to really help you understand how powerless you are to certain things in your life, right? (laughs) I mean, my family and I had a huge plan to move across country in 2020. I have many very health compromised parents that I was very concerned about during the pandemic. The list goes on and on as to what was out of my control during the, the 2020, like the start of the 2020 pandemic. So how did I start my journey to surrendering and how did I start learning how to surrender? Well, I can tell you it was not pretty. (laughs) I was being coached at the time and my coach just kept telling me, Heather, you need to work on surrendering. You need to work on it. And, And as I mentioned before, my belief of that word was just like it was hokey, it was dumb, and it made me feel weak and powerless. But what I soon realized after my own reflection and my own work and and all those things is that by me not surrendering I was actually causing myself so much more harm than good 
I started looking at the realities of the situations without my interpretations of or judgments. So when I was looking at, let's say, the pandemic, instead of me judging the pandemic, saying it was terrible, it's crap, it's it's so awful, so many people are sick, like the part of that is the reality, but it's it's the meaning that I was putting onto those realities that was causing me the issues, the the interpretation of the harshness of this pandemic that was really causing the issues. And I started recognizing my ego and when it was trying to control things as simple as like the wind and the rain. Like I was truly trying to control everything around me, everything in my circle, I felt like I needed to control. And I was able to start looking at that being like, huh, like I was telling you before, when I realized that me trying to control other people's opinion of me being a bad mom, I was like, oh my God, it really didn't have anything to do with the well-being of my daughter. It had to do with me. It's like, how, yeah, (laughs) hello ego. And that's when I started feeling some peace when I was surrendering because I knew I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I made this commitment to myself that I didn't want to feel bad. I didn't want to feel negative. I wanted to change my mindset to be in a more positive space. And I wanted to feel more calm and peace and harmony and bliss. And so with that realization and understanding that I was causing all of these bad feelings by trying to control everything and not surrendering, I was like, oh, okay. Then I was able to actually start realizing that surrendering isn't about liking the isness of what is happening. It's just about seeing the facts and the reality of what is and understanding my role in that. So let's say the pandemic, let's go back to that and use that as an example. What's my role in this pandemic? Well, I needed to keep my family and myself as safe as possible, physically safe. So I did things, changed habits like wearing masks and washing my hands and the other isness of of the pandemic for me was that I couldn't control if my parents got sick I couldn't control the province that I wanted to move to shutting their borders and not letting anyone in I couldn't control my job at the time being in a state of complete crisis and not knowing whether or not I was going to have a job in two days, my role in that was just to be and just to see what was happening. Did I have food on the table? Did I have uh, water to drink? Did I have a roof over my head? Yes. So I knew that looking at that from a surrendering point of view, I had everything I needed to and that I didn't have any control of anything else. So my role in that was just to be. I also began to really take responsibility for everything happening in my life. Let's say I wanted to move provinces in the middle of a pandemic. That was my choice. Our choice was to move. No, I didn't have to make that choice, but I did. So I can't get upset for things not going the way I made. I, I wanted it to go because of a choice that I made. Another example I can give to you is one of the things that happened to me in the last few weeks was my husband, my daughter, and I traveled to Ontario to see um, a family member who's not well over just before Christmas. So we were supposed to, we were scheduled to come home on the 23rd of December and we got delayed. It was, it was 
absolutely the universe teaching me, okay, girl, you need to practice your surrendering muscle again. Because on the 23rd of December, the day we were scheduled to come home was the exact same day that the entire continent of North America was having extreme weather. Hey girl, (laughs) hi universe here, you need to practice your surrendering. I had placed so much weight and importance on being quote unquote in my new home for Christmas and the universe provided me an opportunity to surrender to that reality not being as important as I was actually truly understanding. So on the 23rd of December, we got as far as Halifax, we were, our flight back to Newfoundland was canceled and we were told we weren't going to be back to Newfoundland for like the next week at first. At that point at the airport, my daughter is crying. My husband is trying to find some information. I could feel my ego really starting to pump up and say, but wait, you've waited all this time for your new home and now you can't be there for Christmas? What's the actual hell? Why can't you be at home? You should be able to be at home for Christmas. I started getting myself all riled up. But then I started looking at that and recognizing, Heather, this is not in your control. Can you control the wind? Can you control the snow? Can you control that your airplane is now grounded and your crew has gone home? Do you have any control over that? No. The only thing I could do in that moment is accept what was happening and surrender to it and know that I didn't want to be in that situation feeling overwhelmed, feeling powerless, feeling um, jaded and angry that I wasn't getting what I wanted. What I wanted didn't matter in in that reality. The reality of the situation was that it was going to be unsafe for us to take off in that weather and that we were going to be in Halifax for Christmas. And so I accepted it and I surrendered to it. And that surrendering that I experienced in the airport as I'm watching my daughter cry and my husband trying to figure out how to get us home was magical because it really truly calmed me. I felt my blood pressure calm. I felt my headache go away. I felt like I'm going to be okay. We're going to sort this out. There is a way to get through this and be safe and still be okay. It really, truly allowed me to embrace my surrender, but it also allowed me to reflect on my reality of why I was in that situation. I took responsibility for being there. I was the one that decided that it was the right time to travel, to come home and travel during the Christmas season. So I took responsibility for that. And that also allowed me to really surrender. Now, looking back on it, I can see, and I've been able to really practice, but I really truly see that that situation gave me so many lessons and so many takeaways and such a big gift. I was able to see some family in Halifax that I hadn't seen in a year and a half. And yeah, sure. Would I have liked to have been home for Christmas? Absolutely. But I was able to see these these loving family members and they took such good care of us. They were so sweet and so kind. And so that is what happened. And rather than feeling powerless to the situation that I couldn't control, 
I was able to change my perspective in surrendering and it allowed me to feel powerful and it is truly life-changing to be able to move from powerless, angry, frustrated, all those negative feelings to surrender and powerful. I was powerful in the new belief of me becoming and being the person that I truly want to be. So here are my tips to learning how to surrender. And as I mentioned before, it's not something that is an end destination, just like bliss. It's a continual journey. But here are the things that I did to start learning how to surrender. And I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not perfect at this. It's not something that's like, me, 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 me. I still have to work at it. And I still, but but what I'm able to do now is I recognize when I'm not in that surrender state and I have the tools to kind of work my way to that surrender state. So that's what I'm going to talk about now. So here are my tips. So begin to recognize your control triggers. When are you in control? When are you powerless to what is? And when do you feel a sense of unease or a sense of not goodness of being out of control? Understanding the situations that those triggers happen can be really, really powerful. And you'll often see patterns happening around certain people, around certain situations. I know for me, one of my triggers before I used to be work, I used to be super emotional and like out of control at work because I felt like I had to control everything. And as, as I've just talked about, I'm not in control of everything. So that was a trigger for me. So that's something that I had to put a little bit more focus and awareness into, into my work life, my work persona, my work mindset in order for me to understand what truly was being triggered in those moments. The next thing you want to do is identify the things that you have control over and what you can and cannot do. You may not have any control but you have control over how you manage your emotions and feelings and reactions to everything. So there's a little tip and hint there. So while the circumstances, situation might be out of your control, I want to empower you to know that your emotions and feelings are truly in your control. So you are never truly out of control. But it's important for you to understand in those situations when you are being triggered, let's say like for my example at work, when was I feeling truly in control and when was out, when was I truly feeling out of control and what were the differences between those? I then, for me, I came up with a mantra to say to myself when I knew I was feeling triggered or unsafe, um, to help ground yourself, to remind your ego, cause that's what's piping up when you are not feeling, uh, when you're feeling really stressed and, and not wanting to surrender to something, you need to convince your ego that you are safe and that you're taken care of and that you are going to be okay. So I'll, I'll give you mine as an example. I always say I am strong. I am capable. I am smart. And no matter what, I will be okay. So when I start to feel myself being triggered by a situation that I'm not in control of and I want to surrender to, I say that in my mind, I say it out loud, whatever I need to do in order to really feel myself attached to that. I am strong, I am capable, I am smart, and no matter what, I am okay. Once you've been able to center and ground yourself, 
and you're in a position maybe outside of whatever the situa- situation was that, you're, that was triggering you, it's really important to be able to reflect on a lot of those things, to be able to see the lessons and learnings you can take from any and all situations. So I might even suggest now looking back at the most recent times that you felt out of control or triggered and you felt very like emotional, I want you to reflect on those past, let's say five situations and come up with the lessons and learnings that you can take from that situation. And I don't want you to sit there and say, oh, Heather, there's no lessons. There is lessons in every single thing that happens in your life. Every single thing. Me talking in this webinar, in this webinar, in this podcast is teaching me something. I'm going to take the lessons that I take from this recording and move it to my next recording so I can continually improve it. That is the meaning of life, to continually learn and do better next time. But in order for us to do that, we need to reflect on things to figure out what the lessons are. What are you taking from this situation? What are you taking from that trigger? Why did what that person say piss you off? Why can you not surrender to this situation? Whatever it is, it can even be as simple as I don't want to feel out of control. That's the lesson. The learning is is that I don't want to feel like that anymore. Perfect. It doesn't have to be this big epiphany. You're not trying to blow your mind with every single lesson. It's really truly about just take something small out of every single situation. The other thing about surrendering is it's not about expecting perfection either. Surrendering isn't always going to be your first reaction, but with practice, what you'll be able to do is get there eventually, if not right away. So I can tell you now, uh, as I was telling you the situation at the airport when our flight was canceled and it was becoming very clear that we were not going to be home for Christmas, my first reaction was not to surrender. I started getting triggered. I started getting really mad and starting getting really resentful and really upset at the situation and feeling like I was being completely blindsided by something that I didn't deserve. But then I was able to recenter myself and ground myself again in realizing that I didn't want to feel like that anymore. So that's what surrendering is. It really is truly just about understanding what is real, what is true about the situation ahead of you, what control do you have over that situation, and harnessing the power you have over your own mind and your own thoughts, and understanding that that situation in front of you is there to teach you. It's a lesson for you to to learn from and take moving forward to become better and react better in a way that you want to react at a later time. So as I said, I'm going to finish off today's episode with two fun things (laughs) because I missed the last episode. Can't believe I forgot. So my two fun things today are I am finally jailbroken from jailbroke jailbroken? I don't know, jailbroke from COVID. I was sick with COVID over New Year's and I am finally able to break free. So I'm really hoping to have some fun with my friends this evening and meet up with them. I haven't seen them in a long time. And when we get together, we are just so silly and goofy and that is my fun, is just making time and intention to have fun with my friends 
The other thing that I am going to do that is fun today is I'm going to partake in some leftover tacos. Truth be told, I'm not recording this on Tuesday. I'm actually recording this Friday. And because I was sick all week, we didn't have tacos on Tuesday. I know, I know. But we had tacos last night and I'm going to participate and partake in some taco leftovers, which I always find so fun. And this time I switched it up and I add some carrots to our tacos. Woo woo. (laughs) Rebel me. But so thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that my, my description and steps to learning how to surrender resonate with you. I appreciate you being here and listening, and I cannot wait to show up for you next week. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and listening to Let's Talk About Bliss. Be sure to follow me at, on Instagram at Heather the Coach or check out my website at www.connectingtoblisscoaching.com to find out how we could work together if you want to connect to your bliss.